Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Now tuned in to the Roto Experts. Back here on the Roto Experts. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott Engel and George Kurtz. Be coming to you every Sunday from 9 a.m. Eastern to noon. And you can always listen to us on demand as well. iTunes, Google Play. Audio boom, be getting you ready for the fantasy baseball week. Uh, how you doing so far early in your leagues, George? No idea. I really, I'm not a big standings guy. I don't look every day or follow it every night. It's baseball. It's a long one. I mean, unless I need to make a move and the standings are on the front page there, uh, I try and uh, stay away from it because I don't want to get addicted to it. You know, I, uh, I know in most leagues from what I've seen, I'm probably in the middle of the pack. I don't think of any – one league I know I'm struggling because those, those five guys on the DL are killing me. It's a weekly lineup. I wasn't able to replace any of them. So early going, you're not accumulating those stats there. But uh, I don't really look. You know, I, just, I look at my roster more than where I am in the standings. Yeah, it's, I really don't even pay much attention to the standings until really May starts because one day you can be in third place and the next day you can be in 11th and then you can be back in second the day after that. Yeah, it's it's a roller coaster ride. I start to worry about standings. Uh, Scott's got, Memorial Day is the, my first day, my my first checkpoint. You know, uh, in a perfect world, and it, this is not exactly what I do, but in a perfect world, first two months I'm evaluating my team. Next two months now, now I'm starting to make changes. You know, what categories do I need to hit? Where am I falling apart? And who's just not? All right, it's not working out for this player. He's not going to be the player I thought he was. I have to move on. You know, got to make trades, got to make roster moves, that sort of thing. That's not to say I won't. There, there are plays I wouldn't drop in April and May. There are always plays at the bottom of your roster. You churn the bottom of your roster. If I'm in a head-to-head league, that changes things drastically. Because if it's a head-to-head in a daily lineup league, well, Saturdays and Sundays, I may be changing pitchers if I need to catch up in those categories. But overall, that's pretty much what I do. First two months, eh, evaluate. Next two months, make my changes. Final two months, do what you have to do to win. We thank you for listening. If you have any fantasy baseball questions or anything else, state four four eight four three six eight seven nine. For those of you playing fantasy NASCAR, uh, two two o'clock Eastern today at Texas Motor Speedway. Check out the full preview on DailyRoto.com. dot com. Let's look ahead to this week. Uh, two start pitchers, and uh, we'll look at some of the easy ones. Uh, Chris Sale. Goes against the Yankees in Baltimore. That's going to be an interesting start. Uh, the Yankees, I think, play uh, play Boston about 70 times a year. And it's going to be Severino versus uh, Chris Sale on Tuesday, George. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, for those wondering, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was activated. He will start tonight. Sale, this is his normal. Uh, if he's going to pitch on four days rest, it would be tonight. Uh, I, I love when uh, Boston and Cora said, uh, oh, no, we're not moving Sale to uh, to commission against the Yankees. It just worked out that way. Yeah, give it a break. Why are you so afraid to admit you're moving Sale to face the Yankees? It's fine. You know, I would do the same thing if I was the manager. I just find that funny. Uh, so, yeah, Sale gets his uh, two-start week. Uh, Yankees and boy, he gets number one. Uh, it's rare that number ones still match up each other this late through the season with the rainouts, off days. But Sale will go up against Severino and against Bundy. Not that you're not starting him. Of course you are. But the Sox have scored, what, one run in his two starts? Something silly like that. They're not scoring when he's pitching. And it may be tough scoring this week as well for the Red Sox. Corey Kluber gets a pair of starts against Detroit and Toronto. He'll oppose Francisco Liriano and Jaime Garcia, so uh, looking pretty good for for him. Uh, Max Scherzer will look to bounce back, and he's home against Julio Tehran after the Mets leave town, and then will be home against Colorado against John Gray, who's pitched really well out of the gate. That Scherzer-Gray matchup might be better than we we think. I think I'm curious about it. I like John Gray. And it's, it's not in Colorado. It's in Washington. So uh, we're not worried about that. Not that you're going to bench Scherzer anyway, but maybe you're going to bench Gray. But, uh, yeah, John Gray. And John Gray is also a two-star pitcher. He gets uh, Clayton Richard against San Diego. I'm going to like uh, – obviously, you like Scherzer. I like Gray this week as well. Carlos Martinez has had one good start and one uh, 
one so-so start. He's got Milwaukee uh, facing Brent Suter, and then he's also got Cincinnati, Homer Bailey. I think, you know, maybe we can start creating some momentum here for Carlos Martinez. Agreed. That second start against Milwaukee, he came, I mean, within really one diving play in the ninth inning of a shutout. Uh, you know, Tommy Pham, who uh, dove for the ball. It wasn't a hard di- a diving play. It wasn't an easy one either. The ball could have been caught, is what I'm trying to say. He catches that ball. He gets the shutout. Instead, you know, depending on what type of league you're in, if you had points, they get extra points there. Because of that play, you lost your shutout. You lost your complete game. You know, and it's, a, it's frustrating. Been in those types of leagues where, you know, it, you, you're dying for that shutout. It's worth major points. Or maybe you could even be in a, a road history league where shutouts are a category. Played in them as well. And to lose that that way extremely frustrating, but Carlos Martinez is going to be very good this season. Justin Verlander's off to a good start this year. He's at Minnesota against Jake Odorizzi and home against Doug Fister. Uh, Steven Strausberg, who uh, didn't pitch so well last time out against the Mets, uh, better options this week. He's home against Atlanta on the 10th and versus Colorado against Tyler Anderson, so you roll him out there. We mentioned Severino. He's at Boston against Chris Sale on Tuesday. And then at Detroit against Matthew Boyd uh, on the 15th, a week from today. Chris Archer has gotten off to a slow start. Here's an opportunity maybe for him to turn things around. He's at the White Sox against the surprising White Sox, but he'll be facing Miguel Gonzalez, so you figure he's got to get the better of those two. And at home against Philadelphia next Sunday against Ben Lively. So things should start turning in the right direction for Chris Archer, I would figure. I mean, you're starting him anyway, but uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Archer, I I don't have him in this, uh, he's not in my top 10. You know, he's in that second, uh, maybe third tier. Not an ace, not the next category of great pitchers after that. And it's not all his fault. Some of it is the Tampa Bay Rays, once again, not the greatest hitting team on the planet. He's one of those guys who's going to lose games 2-1, one nothing, or a bullpen blows the lead late. It's unfortunate. He's another guy, Scott. Do you think he, do you think he gets moved by the deadline? Uh, I am going to say no. I agree. I agree. I, I think he will be traded by the, except the gut feeling. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he's an off-season trade. I think they tried to move him this off-season, yeah. but I think they're going to want a bigger hole. And sometimes for a player of his status, if you want that big hole, you need to be able to get all the teams involved, not just the teams that are in playoff contention. Zach Godley gets two starts, one at San Francisco against Derek Holland, which looks favorable, but then against the Dodgers against Clayton Kershaw, but it's hard to bench Godley. Uh, you mentioned John Gray, San Diego, Clayton Richard. Uh, he faces him tomorrow, and then Max Scherzer at Washington. Dylan Bundy, who's off to a good start, has two starts, one at home versus Toronto versus J.E. Happ who can always be respectable, but I think you got to like Bundy in that matchup. But then at Boston against Chris Sale. I mean, once again, uh, you're starting him. You know, I don't think you're going to be able to do better. here. two starts. We always give the, uh, you know, a little extra leeway there. Anyway, we don't like the Chris Sale start. A W is going to be tough. Anytime you're going to Sale, it's going to be tough. But as you said, you get the bonus of going up against J.A. Happ. You're starting him this week, but you probably, I shouldn't say probably, you definitely wish he was avoiding Sale. And Boston, for that matter, especially in Fenway. Look, I, you know, Hap is no given. I can actually see them going in like six runs each, innings each, both allowing two earned runs, and then it goes to the bullpen. So can I? I mean, you're, you're right, but uh, I'll take my chance. I'd rather have Bundy over Hap. Hap can also get lit up. He's uh, not a hard throw. He needs to be perfect. Uh, it's game is uh, in. It's in Baltimore, so I'll take my chance with Bundy there. Then you got Hap going against Bundy and Josh Tomlin. Uh, you know, not somebody you want to start ideally, especially against the in uh at Baltimore, and then you talk about the offense in Cleveland. Uh, Hap's not somebody I'm totally comfortable running out with. Uh, Jose Urena was really good his last time out, but uh, he'll be at home against Noah Syndergaard, who has yet to hit his stride uh tomorrow, and then he faces Ivan Nova at home. Urena's a guy who's gone largely un- unowned in a lot of leagues. Uh, a lot of the peripherals from last year point to the fact that there was some regression. And maybe Urena is what we've seen so far. He got bombed in the opener and it was really good the last time out against the Red Sox. See, I think Urena is that kind of guy, uh, even though he has two starts this week, I might stay away from. We're not going to let the Syndergaard start, right? Because W is going to be tough to come by. Mets are playing well. That means you could get, give up some runs. Your ratios could get hit. Pittsburgh's hot. Now, granted, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be all that great a team this year, but they're hot. So I don't love either matchup here. 
Yeah, this comes down to what else is on my roster here. Urena, just because he has two starts, is not an automatic in my, uh, on my lineup this week. Julio Tehran, if you want to blow your team up in terms of ERA and rip, go right ahead. Be my guest and start him <laughs> at Washington against Scherzer and at, at the Cubs. But he's on the road, Scott. He could pitch better on the road. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm, uh, it's two starts, man. But I'm leaning once again. I'm leaning no. You don't like the Max Scherzer one, right? We're going we're gonna to hate that. I don't and like him in Chicago, Chicago either. Well, Chicago, though, it's what now? 70% of the time the wind's blowing in. So I don't know. So I'm really afraid of the ballpark. I'm just afraid of the team. I'm afraid uh, of the team. It, yeah. Yeah. I think the only way I start Tehran this week, uh, once again, roster considerations, deeper leagues, you're starting them. But in normal 10, 12 team leagues, is if you want to, if you, if you're buying into the home road split. All right. He's terrible at home. He gets two road ones. He'll be great this week. All right. If you're buying into that, fine. But uh, for me. Uh, I, I don't want to start. His, his numbers are terrible so far. I need to see something first. If you're at least looking at the environments and some of the early signs, Johnny Cueto has two starts against Arizona. Patrick Corbin has pitched great, but still Cueto's at home, and then he goes to San Diego. Yeah, I don't think uh, I can sit uh, Cueto. I think I'm starting Cueto this week. I think I'm more than comfortable doing that. So uh, I don't like the team. You know, I think the Giants are in, they're playing very well against the Dodgers, Lord knows. But I don't. Uh, I think they're going to have some issues uh, this year. But I can't sit quite. Now he'd have to have two awful. If it was against Corbin in Arizona, then he was going to Colorado. Okay, you could convince me to. Uh, you wouldn't even have uh, to try all that hard. But he gets the San Diego start here. I'm starting him. Uh, Jake Odorizzi is a one good start, one bad start. It's going to be tough at home against Justin Verlander, but then he goes to the White Sox and faces Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, very going to be hard to get the W, but you know he might be competitive at home. Uh, I'd lean towards using Odorizzi. If that game was in Chicago, I would probably lean the other way. But they're both at home in Minnesota. I'm the same as you. I'm leaning towards using them. Don't like the start against Verlander. Chicago White Sox can hit. But that's why if it was in Chicago, I'd probably say no because I don't want to plug them in there with the Verlander start. But both at home, I'll plug them in. Yeah, Odorizzi pitched very well in the uh, home opener. Ivan Nova at the Chicago Cubs and at Miami. Uh, you can take one good, one bad, but you're saying the wind blows in, so I'd lead towards using Nova if I have to. Garrett Richards pitches well when he's healthy. He's at Texas and at Kansas City. I think I'd have to use him. Same here. I uh, I like Garrett Richards. I re- I hope he. Re- I don't know if he'll ever be that player he was before the injury, Scott, two, three, uh, three years ago. But uh, still, he's a player I do root for. Uh, Doug Fisto pitched very well in his first start. So so second start. It's at Texas, which is not. The ball's not flying out yet, and we love the KC start. We're always going to love the KC start. Uh, Yoli Chassid against St. Louis and the Mets, no thank you. Felix Hernandez at Kansas City and Oakland, no thank you. Uh, Doug Fister against the Angels in Houston, no thank you. How about Jake Junis versus Seattle? Felix Hernandez and versus the Angels, Garrett Richards. Both at home, KC, good, uh, you know, good pitches ballpark here. Junis is a guy I grabbed late. Right, yeah, I grabbed late in a couple of leagues. So, yes, I'm starting. I mean, listen, you're not afraid of Felix Hernandez as far as W's. Felix Hernandez is nowhere near, you know, King Felix. He, he's just – Felix Hernandez reminds me of uh, CeCe Sabathia. Yeah. And what I mean by that, by Sabathia, he's lost it, right? Doesn't Can't throw hard anymore. Now he needs to become a pitcher. And it took CeCe two to three years to do that. I don't uh, – Hernandez is not there yet. You know, when does he become a pitcher? And I don't, I don't think we know that yet. So, uh, King Felix is uh, nothing. He, he's not a king. He's a jester now. So, uh, yes, I'm starting Junas this week. It's very amusing. Very clever. Very well I try. Uh, Josh Tomlin versus Detroit and Toronto. Yes. If he's on your roster, yes. What do you, if, if you can't start him this week, why is he on your roster? Noah Syndergaard at Miami and, and uh, home versus Milwaukee. Uh, the Milwaukee one won't be an easy one, but you figure if Miami gets Jose Urena, he's a real opportunity for Syndergaard to show his best stuff. Tyler Skaggs at Texas and Kansas City, I just can't do it yet. Kyle Gibson, I would never do him on two starts, either. not Miguel Gonzalez either. Tyler Chatwood has Pittsburgh at home and Atlanta at home. I think you know this is why you drafted Tyler Chatwood for a week like this. Exactly. It's the same situation. If he's on your roster and you can't start, start him this week, either you have a great st- uh, rotation staff. I know you hate rotation. Uh, either you have a great staff yeah, and you know, there's no room for him, which God bless you. 
You know, if you do, if you have that kind of a staff where you can't start, then God bless you. But if you don't, I mean, and he's not starting this week, why is he there for? This is, this is the week, a two-start week, that are, starts are solid, that you put him in there. And I like Chatwood. Or not. I can hate him if you like Scott. Wow, Scott starts talking about stairs and rotation. Scott's gone. I say rotation once, we no longer have Scott. So anyway, as far as two-star weeks are concerned, uh, I always give the edge to where, yeah, I'm probably probably going to start these guys because that's why they're, they're there. Two-star weeks, you want to uh, you want to build up for it. Uh, anybody who's a top 25, top 30, probably top 40 starter, it's an automatic. They're starting for you. you know, they're starting for you in one-star weeks, more or less two-star weeks. So these guys are uh, in my lineup almost game day in, day out, not worried about it. A couple of lineups are... People need to know today. Yankees, no Gary Sanchez, no Didi De Gregorius either. Sanchez, uh, I would say that's expected, as uh, he has the uh, he had the calf injury in the uh, the long training game on Friday night. So uh, Yankees are off tomorrow. I'm not so they're not saying if the injury is long term. It's obviously not DL worthy. They already would have done that. Yankees may be playing it very cautious today. You put Sanchez, uh, you know, you, don't, you, know, you let him sit out today, didn't play yesterday, off tomorrow. You give him three days off until the Boston game on Tuesday where you really want him to be healthy. Didi is more interesting. I haven't seen now why he's not in the lineup today. And with all the other Yankee injuries, I mean, I'm a little surprised that Gregorius is not in the lineup because the Yankees really are, can barely feel the team right now. So I'm George Kurtz with Scott Angle. We are the Roto Experts in the morning, the weekend edition, Sunday morning, with you every Sunday from 9 to 12, Pete Considori behind the glass. We are coming right back also to give you more fantasy goodness right after this. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products. Back here on the Roto Experts, Scott Engel and George Kurtz. Why pay high rakes when you can pay, play daily fantasy baseball, pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft, featuring half the rake GPPs and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game. Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site to put players first. They are also the only site to offer six of seven PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice, Fantasy Draft, Daily fantasy on a level playing field. Real quick, just some of the other uh, guys that get two starts this week, and uh, I probably wouldn't use unless George is going to say otherwise. Tyler Skaggs, Kyle Gibson, Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, we did say Tyler Chatwood, Clayton Rashad, Matthew Boyd. Somebody of a sleeper, but uh, at Cleveland at the Yan- against the Yankees is going to be tough. Derek Holland, Francisco Liriano, Tyler Anderson, Carson Fulmer, Ben Lively, Homer Bailey, Joey Lucchesi, Miles Mikakalis, Miles Mikolas, sorry, and Eric Scoglin and Cody Reed. Does anybody else uh, jump out there to you to use uh, maybe Mikolas? Mikolas is the one guy that stood out for me. Uh, I mean, all these guys, well, not, I should say, well, a couple of them might have value. Depend, once again, depends on what your starters are going up against. You know, what are you looking for? Head-to-head leagues are different. You need wins, so maybe you uh, the two starts become more because, and also counting categories. But in a regular rotisserie league, no, none of these guys are sexy. They all they all have their issues. Uh, you mentioned Liriano, who once got a name player, but he's up against Kluber, and then they go to the Yankees. You probably don't want uh, Liriano uh, there. It's not not going to work. Out. Doesn't seem like it'll work out all that well for you. So this always comes into play, Scott. What kind of league you're in? But of the names you've mentioned, I mean, Joey Lucchese sounds like somebody who's a, a mob hitman. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez, Archer, and Odorizzi. No, no, there's nobody there. I'm dying to get. I, there'll be some situations where I could see a fantasy owner wanting to go that direction, but over. Overall, no. 
So you say uh, Joey Lucchese sounds like a Bob uh, uh, mob hitman. That I would expect that more out of Tony Sincata than you, but uh, I guess working with Tony all those years has rubbed off. It had, you know, I, I he covered the uh, two weeks ago for you. I had to cover uh, another show with him. You know, too much Tony for me. All right. So how about some Luke Weaver instead? And you know, this is a guy that could be on the verge of a big breakout year. Here is my exclusive interview from City Field with Luke Weaver of the St. Louis Cardinals. Scott Engel here with Luke Weaver. Luke, uh, I was reading that and then watching that you're experimenting more with your slider this spring. Do you feel that like gives you a good four-pitch arsenal? Yeah, it does. I think um, that's going to be a big pitch. Um, that curveball coming in this last, past year, into last year, coming in spring training has been huge. So uh, adding in the slider, um, cutter, whatever I choose is going to be a, a vital pitch. Also read that like you were consulting with a nutritionist to uh, you know keep more bulk on. Yes, that's correct. I uh, ended up gaining around 15 pounds. Try to add some durability. Try to get out there and uh, just pitch with some more weight and see if it helps or not. How much do you pay attention to analytics? Like you had a great stretch last year down down the stretch, but uh, your batting average on balls in play was uh, above league average. Do you feel like noticing things like that that you might have even better luck this year and gives you more confidence? Maybe um, that's a number that's an interesting one, but uh, you know I think as long as you're focused on putting up zeros, that's the only stat that counts. How much do you actually pay attention to the analytics? Um, not a whole lot, I think. You know, there's some stretches where you need to, some numbers in order to figure out maybe if you're in a slump or maybe things are going well to capitalize on on those numbers and see you know they can be of any use. But like I said, just trying to simplify the game as easy as possible. What about this spring? You had a terrific spring. You had a 0.55 ERA. How much does that give you confidence going into this new year? It's a nice number um, to look at, you know, whether it was a good one or a bad one. Um, obviously, with it being a solid number, um, that's nice to build confidence off of. Um, but, it, you know, it's spring training. You're trying to work on some stuff, and uh, it's just nice to know that it, it went well and there's something to build off of and just kind of use that momentum into the season. So you play fantasy football. How, do, how does it strike you when you hear things on the other side, like everybody wants Luke Weaver in their fantasy football league. People are going to be bidding them up in their auctions this year. How do, how do you feel? Do you take that as a compliment? Yeah, I guess it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, uh, fantasy football was new to me this past year and had a blast doing it and you know, making trades and all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun and uh, just uh, just missing the, the win in the championship there. Gurley killed me. But uh, – but it's cool, you know. It's it's one of those things. It's fun for fans to do, and uh, you know, growing up, I know that I was around when I was growing up. So um, you know, it's just a cool thing for fans to do, and, and people to get involved in the game. And it's just cool to have my name in the mix. How did it feel like the first year you go to the championship and lose? That's a really good year in fantasy football. Maybe it gives you confidence going into that second season. Yeah, I definitely think it does. Um, you know, had a, a couple of tips along the way, and. Uh, Ended up uh, losing the Tui Valala in a, in a league um, that we had, and uh, he was a guy I was getting a lot of tips from. And so it was just funny to match up. I wouldn't say he's my mentor, but if you want to get deep into it, you know, he gave me some tips along the way and, and just happened to have a big performance from Gurley, and I think that killed a lot of a lot of championships around the league. So I'm excited for next year. Did you share the team? Are you ready to break off on, on your own this year? I've had my own team. Um, yeah, it was just about uh, – you know, figuring out how to to evaluate guys in, in, in different situations and, and the timing, you know, how trades go with timing and, um, you know, like the whole Watson deal and and uh, it can really hurt you, but just trying to put together a team that's going to give you some points. So Luke Weaver, a very enthusiastic fantasy player himself, uh, Sam Tuvalala, the uh, the reliever, is actually the, the clubhouse champ and told me he's won a few championships uh fantasy baseball players hoping Weaver can give them a championship uh, after he went 7-1 and one with a 2.05 ERA before his final two starts last year. This year so far, one out outing against the Mets, five innings pitch, five hits, one earned run, three walks, and three strikeouts, and he's on the hill today against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Did, did he have to bring up Todd Gurley? I mean, I'm getting I'm getting sad flashbacks of losing in the finals to a couple of leagues because of Todd Gurley. I, I could have gone all day getting, without hearing that. I'm getting great flashbacks of winning the GST because of that. 
No, no, I, I lost. Uh, I mean, hey, well, uh, because of Tucker, I lost. I lost big time, and I and whether it's the Yankees or you know my fantasy leagues, I'd always rather lose big. You know, because you lose big, you lost. There's nothing you could have done. It's not all. Oh, if I would have put this guy in instead of this guy, and I would have won or anything like that. No, I got crushed. Didn't matter who I put. In. I could have chose my players after the fact, and I still would have lost because of Todd Gurley. I always prefer that. You know, I got crushed. You know, the Yankees lose eleven nothing. Well, you lost eleven nothing. All right, next doesn't matter. So uh, I like uh, if when I when I lose, I much prefer to lose big. Even though some people say to you, "I didn't just beat you; I stomped you." Uh, do you get any extra trophies or money for that? No. What do I care? No. You know, it doesn't matter. A win's a win. You know, a loss a loss. I, I just want, I just want to win. I win by one or win by twenty. Wins a win. Like I said, if you lose by, you know, when you're playing a game or a fantasy, you lose by one. You start, oh my god, if I just would have done this, if this play would have happened this way, if this guy would have done this thing, if I only would have plugged this guy in on Tuesday instead of that guy, I'd have won. That, that'll drive me insane much more than getting. I'd rather get stomped. So back to the beginning was talking about with Luke Weaver there and him experimenting with the slider in the spring, saying he wanted a fourth pitch. He didn't use it at all in his first start. But Mike Maddox has preached to his team, as uh, I was reading St. Louis Post-Dispatch, about how he wants all his pitchers to get deeper in the lineups and developing a, th- a fourth pitch could certainly help him do that. Uh, you know, Encouraging to hear with Weaver, but even with the three pitches, uh, a lot of fantasy owners very high on Weaver going into this year. You know, I, I'm high on Weaver as well. I like Weaver. I wish I had more shares. I think I only have been in one league. But uh, I'm high on him. But, you know, you bring up something interesting, Scott. Uh, I mean, the baseball seems to be going away where, you know, starting pitchers going through the lineup three times is a problem, right? And now, is this how they're going to combat it, though? Is this, is this going to be the new wave? you got to develop a fourth pitch. You know, generally, some of these pitchers have enough time getting a third pitch. You know, you got your fastball and you got your curveball, your slider, and you're working on a changeup for that third pitch. Now they're going to want you to have the, you know, the curveball and the slider and the change. That's going to be really tough. But I wonder if that's what uh, is going to be the next wave. That these starting pitchers are going to have to come up with that fourth pitch to be able to go through a lineup to get deeper into, a, you know, a sixth, seventh inning. I also wonder if eventually Major League Baseball. If the roster construction is going to change, as far as instead of 25 man rosters, we're going to have 26, 27 for more relievers for the same reason. So you have more pitches because starters are really only going to be expected to go. Forget six innings. If now it's five plus, it's going to be a normal start, a normal for a, a starter or six man rotations could also be it. I think we're going to see a lot of changes in baseball over the next decade. Is what's interesting too is I've never felt like Chris Archer was like fully elite because he never had that consistent third pitch. His changeup kind of comes and goes. You'll get no I agree with you. Uh, maybe not for the same reasons, but I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's elite. You know, he's not Chris Sale, Kershaw. He's not one of these guys. I don't even know if I put him in the next category. My only thing is, I just I don't know if he's not in the next category for me because of the team he's on. If he was on, if he's on the Red Sox, he might be in that next category. And maybe I'm looking at it more. It's a fan for fantasy reasons. You know, I don't put him in that category because the wins are always tough to come by. Plays in Tampa. You know, so but I'm I'm on board with you here. I don't. You know, like as a Yankee fan, when he's playing the Yankees, yeah, I'm concerned. But it's not, it's not like, oh, it's Sale, we're going to get two runs. I think the Yankees can hit Archer, where you maybe you can't hit other pitchers. So I would agree. I think he's a top 20 guy, but not top 10. Uh, with Weaver, though, Carlos Martinez looking like he's going to be the ace. Weaver's got to slot in some some point uh, in, as number two. Who do you think is going to be the better pitch, pitch, fantasy pitcher this year and why between Martinez and Weaver? Yeah, you know, I'm going to go Martinez this year. I think Martinez will have some blow-ups. You know, he'll lose control of the strike zone, so he's going to blow your, uh, your your whip up, your ratios. But overall, I'm going to give it to Carlos Martinez this year. Let, give me Weaver one season under his belt, Scott. One full season. And we'll talk next year about him replacing uh, Martinez as the ace there. I do think Weaver, I guess what I'm saying is long-term potential. I think he's going to be a better pitcher than Carlos Martinez, but not this year. Cardinals are an interesting team. Jose Martinez off to a hot start this year, and uh, you wonder when he hits that valley how long it's going to last. And with Paul DeJong, like I, I was talking one of the St. Louis, uh, the guys that you know was covering the Cardinals for MLB.com, and I said, you know, all the advanced statistics point to Paul DeJong not being able to do this again, but he said, I watched him in the spring. Like, you know, I, from a mechanical perspective and the way he conducts himself, he said, 
I don't see why DeYoung can't do it again, although a lot of the, the peripheral numbers point to otherwise. Uh, you know, I agree on all, all counts. I like DeJong. I like him a lot. Uh, he's a guy who I was targeting in a lot of drafts because you can get him late. You know, uh, not extremely late, but later than all the other guys. And I thought second base, if that's where I plugged him in, uh, was extremely deep. So I didn't mind. Even if I couldn't get him, I'll find somebody else. Uh, if I got him at shortstop, even better. So I like DeJong. I'm a, I'm a believer. Granted, if, you do, if, you just, if you're not watching him play, if you're just looking at the stats, the advanced stats, I, I see what they're saying. But you watch him play, you just see something different. And this kid can play. And sometimes your stats don't tell you everything. Uh, with Martinez, I think this is true of most players, most young players especially. When you know they go into that slump, or the valley, as you put it, how fast can they dig themselves out of it? You know, Are we talking three for 20? Okay, it happens. Most players are going to go through it. Are we talking... You know, four for 35, you know, and now we're talking where it's lasting longer. I think that's the key. That's the adjustments we're talking about. You know, when they realize you're, you know, you're, you're racking up fastballs, they're just throwing nothing but curveballs, how long does it take you to figure that out? Well, you can start hitting that pitch. Or if you can't lay off the, uh, the outside fastball, you keep hitting these weak grounders to second base, or you keep trying to pull everything. When, is it, uh, when do you make that adjustment? I think that's the key for certainly more all young players, if not all players in general, to be able to adjust to that. Yeah, fantasy analysts will point to a 349 BABIP last year, uh, a hard hit percentage of nearly 37, and a medium hit percentage of nearly 50. And that's where, the, you know, I, I get it. We're, we're, uh, baseball is a numbers game, and we all look at these numbers and go, this can't keep up. You know, that BABIP's got to come down. He's hitting, he's getting lucky. You know, the ball's falling in. Uh, that's going to regress. I get it. You know, I do understand it, and he's another young player who pitches will make adjustments again, and how does he handle that? But uh, I'm a believer in Deshaun and Martinez, for that matter. I like both these guys. It's the reason why I like the Cardinals. Yeah, and then uh, Colton Wong, will he finally have a rebound year? Matt Carpenter's not what he used to. Uh, Tommy Pham, I th- I think there's still some skepticism out there, but, you know, with him having uh, you know, done everything he can to uh, – correct his eye condition and I have the same condition actually as Tommy Pham uh, Caraconis which is uh, you know which which is a thinning of the retina uh, people look at it and say okay 30 years old you know that's kind of late for a breakout I don't believe it but you know the corrective vision is did did, did a lot to help him yeah I mean, we've seen that before right uh, guys who uh, had it so, I'm not saying I probably had some kind of uh, physical issue, and until they get it corrected, listen, you can't see in baseball, you're not going to hit too well. It's funny how that works. Uh, yeah. I'm probably of the skepticism part with Fam. I think I'm in that group as well. Uh, once again, I think I have one share of him in the league. I don't. I wasn't quite buying into him as a tw- top 20 outfielder. You know, I, I certainly hope he becomes that kind of player. But uh, the 30-year-old thing doesn't. It bothers me a little bit that it's 30. If he was 28, I understand it's two years, so it's kind of silly. If he was 28, I'd be okay with it. Some guys are late bloomers. It just t- baseball's a tough freaking game, man. So yeah. uh, some guys are late bloomers here. So I, I, I don't doesn't it doesn't kill me. But 30 is a little late for me, where it's it's later than normal. But I'm okay with it. Once again, it's not a dynasty or a keeper league. I only care about what he does this year. And 30 is not old as far as that's concerned. But for me, I'm once again, Scott, I'm that conservative owner. I need you to see to yeah. do it more than one year, at least two years. Be able to look and have an idea of what you're going to do. Uh, someone like Fam, I don't mind having, but I can't have three, four players like him who've only done it for one year because odds are, you know, at least two, maybe even three of those guys aren't going to live up to that. Yeah, I was very disappointed in Tommy Fam, to be honest with you. I was looking forward to interviewing him because I had the same eye condition as him and wanted to talk about the surgery. And supposedly he's supposed to be an ambassador for the condition Caracasonis. He had no interest in talking to me whatsoever, even after I told him. That's surprising. If you're the ambassador, yeah. maybe he's having a bad day. You never know with players, so I don't want to. Uh, you don't want to get on somebody, but uh, if you're if you're an ambassador for a condition, let's face it. I don't know how many people know. Uh, even though the name, I've certainly never heard of it, or uh, yeah. something that's not stuck in my head. You would think you, uh, if you, uh, you know, you get a reporter who has the same condition that you'd want to talk about it. I mean, that's strange to me. I, I told him even off the record we could talk about it. You know, it's like he, he had no interest in it. Like I tried to ask him about the the surgery, etc. Uh, you know, he he just he, he'd rather sit by his locker and go on his phone. 
I said, uh, I don't. I don't always want to knock players for not interviewing. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he had things to do. Oh, I don't. You don't know what he's doing on his phone. He's not. Somebody's not playing yeah. Tetris. I, I know I dated myself there, but I don't know any other games. Uh, maybe he just had something else he had to get done. So you don't want to knock him, but I, I do find that strange. Yeah, I, I do too. Oh well, whatever. You know, get information for somebody besides Tommy Pham. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some injuries next here on the Roto Experts on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. No, this is uh, George Kurtz. I do. See them in concert uh, back probably in the late 80s, uh, Huey Lewis. Uh, I'm actually uh, I, I'm a pretty big Huey Lewis guy. I like uh, And the news for that, man. I, I like Huey yeah. Lewis. No, nobody's a bigger Huey Lewis fan than uh, producer Chris Pavone, who probably puts this yes. on the playlist. It's his birthday, too, today. Happy birthday, Mr. Pavone. Look at that. Yeah. Back to the future fanatic who loves Huey, Huey Lewis. I've never seen it. I met anybody that's fanatical about Back to the Future as, as he is. That's a good, solid movie. I mean, uh, I don't think it'd be in my top 20, but uh, it's a good flick. Not even in the top 20, though? That does, it doesn't even sound like you like it that much. No, I like it. I have it on DVD. I have it uh, at here, but uh, I'm, I'm a movie guy, so, but uh, I, don't, I wouldn't put it in my top 20. I just want to go comedy. Sure, it'd be in my top 20 comedies. What would you Probably say top your, your, your top three favorite movies? Uh, I mean, uh, Star Wars, uh, Jaws, is, uh, Pulp Fiction, you know, you got A Few Good Men, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, uh, Usual Suspects. I, I mean, uh, those are all movies that are fantastic for me. I could probably left out a couple, too, so I feel bad, but... Uh, over the top of my head, Jaws is my number one flick. I love you know, I love Jaws, Star Wars, really? the uh, Terminator. One? Yeah, Jaws, yes, the original, <laughs> yes. Uh, I would, know, I would have to put boat. Rocky three and Rocky two in there. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think I was talking about uh, maybe it might have been Sincard about the Rockies. I prefer two to one, and I like four. I like four better than three. Four, four is the only one that like I can't. I just can't stand Apollo Creed dying. It's it's it, it makes it the least favorite of all the Rockies for me. Uh, I I get that. Uh, I didn't like. I even Cold like Rocky Five better either. than Rocky Four, and I think I'm the oh god, one. I like no. Rocky, Rocky Five. No, I like the first four. I mean, uh, just because I say I like one of the other doesn't mean I disliked it. I just if I was put them in order to me, it'd be two, four, or one, three. Uh, but after that, I they just fall off. to me. They fall off the planet. I don't even care. Five, six, you, seven, eighty-eight. You didn't like no. Rocky Balboa? That was pretty good. Is that the one you have you all? Which one did you have you watch? The one with the, the kid. Rocky uh, Balboa was well, the one he came back and he fought Antonio Tarver. No, no, that's not that one. You, uh, yeah. you took me into watching one, which I thought was okay. If uh, the one you, I can't, I don't know which. What it the might name, have been the one. Rocky number. I don't think so. But the, well, that like one the will be my one. fifth. There's too, there's too many Rockies here. Are they making? I think they're making another. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark would be one of my favorites as well. And I think they're making another one. Yeah, they're making Creed too, which officially really is the Rocky. You know, I, I tell you, nowadays Scott movies, it's either remakes, or you know, once again, uh, whatever you want to call it, the part threes, part tens, or superheroes. That's all they have nowadays. The government we should have an, you know an original thought. I think a Bronx Tale is one of my favorites. Uh, I would rather go. I mean, it's it's solid, but uh, if I'm going to go in that genre, uh, Goodfellas by far would uh, go uh, would be my favorite of that one. Yeah, that would I be prefer, uh, one I of my top Bronx movies. Tale, as well. I like like Goodfellas. I'm not going to say I don't. 
you know, and of course, like the original three Star Wars, especially Empire. Yes. Um, I saw Lady Bird yesterday. I was not impressed. Did you see Black Panther? I saw it last week. It was, I think it was very good. It was not great. Yeah. I, I think, exactly of, all, way I I think of all the Marvel movies, my, my, my two favorites are probably the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Captain America. Are you, are you a big Marvel? Have you seen all the Marvels? Are you a big Marvel guy? I've gotten into it a lot more over the last few years. The Thor movies are all good. Uh, I saw Black you know, Panther last week. It was pretty good. You know what? I need someone to send me a list of all these movies in the order you have to see them. Because most of them I haven't seen. I would. But now, I mean, there's, there's one coming out every other week, it seems like. I'm all behind. You know, I did see the, the, the Spider-Man. I've seen Black Panther. I've seen a couple of the others, you know, sporadically here and there. But... You know, it's hard to follow because they're just all over the place. I want to see Justice League. You know, that, that's uh, I haven't gotten around to that. I, yeah, I know. I, I don't know which yeah. ones are which either. That's another thing I'm terrible Although about. I saw I do, Wonder uh, Woman. That was pretty good. Wonder Woman was solid. Was Once good. again, that's the other thing I think nowadays is now solid movies we think are great because there's no great anymore. So movies that you said everybody loves Black Panther, which I think was good. I didn't think it was fantastic, the greatest thing ever. But everyone I thinks that because good. movies nowadays suck. Yeah, I it was, it was, no, listen, very good. Yes. Sort in the theaters. I wasn't looking at my watch to find out when I'm getting the hell out of here. That's how I know I like a movie. Yeah, oh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy was good, too. I don't think I saw that. Yeah. That's a good one if you haven't seen one yet. Um, some notes from today. Uh, and remember, you want to go to dailyroto.com and subscribe because they give you lineup alerts in your inbox, which are invaluable. Uh, Seattle and Minnesota has been postponed. Uh with the with the Yankees and the Rays, uh, Gary Sanchez is out of the lineup again. Is he? Uh, he's sitting just 063, George. Yeah, and I mentioned that uh, earlier. I think Sanchez is out. Uh, he had the calf injury, got hurt on the extra inning game on uh, Friday night. They kept him out yesterday. Was, he wasn't going to play yesterday anyway. Day game after a night game after catching. I think it was 256 pitches in that game. I think he's out again today. Mainly because they're off tomorrow. Big series. Well, for the Yankees, I guess they'll call, they'll call it a big series versus Boston on Tuesday. There are no big series in April. But fine. I think they're just giving him a little extra rest with the day off. He'll get three days off, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, I guess owners will have to be in weekly lineups. will have to pay attention tomorrow to make sure we think he's going to play. But I think Sanchez will be good to go on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, no Aaron Judge today. Jace Peterson was playing left field for the Yankees. I thought I saw a lineup earlier where Judge was in it. Did they take him back out? Uh, the latest that I have from Daily, Daily Roto is uh, that he was out of the lineup. That's interesting because the Yankees don't have enough, uh, really don't have enough uh, outfielders to go around right now. Uh, to take this guy out, uh, I'm surprised because they have several injuries. Sanchez is out. Gregorius, I heard, wasn't in today's lineup either. Uh, so this I, is, have an, I have an update from Daily Roto. Uh, actually, Judge is hitting second and playing DH. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I He's did not see in that. left field. Jace Peterson is in left field. That was my mistake. Judge is playing uh, right DH. And, yeah. He's and DH. Stands, okay, so, uh, stands in right field. Okay, I, I thought Austin I saw, Romine, I saw the line from the Ronald Torres at shortstop. Neil Walker at second base. Doesn't look too loaded. Uh but so really I, I think the curious thing is, why isn't Gregorius playing today? That is strange. With all these uh, injuries for the Yankees, for Didi not to be in there with an off day tomorrow is a little... Uh, I said that's the part that would concern me. Is there something there we don't know about? From what I see here, it looks like he's just getting a breather. For some reason, Boone wants to give him two days off here. But with all the injuries the Yankees have, I am surprised that he would choose this game to do it. Yeah, uh, that was my mistake on Judge. Uh, Red Sox and the Royals, uh, nothing too unusual looking there. Uh, with Cleveland, Lonnie Chisenhall is hitting DL with a calf injury, and uh, Michael Brantley's hitting cleanup today. Yonder Alonso is hitting six. He's in a one for 19 slump. Jan Gomes is also in a slump as well. Cleveland, uh, they lost one nothing to uh, Kansas City yesterday. If you're a Trevor Bauer owner, which I am in a couple of leagues. Ah, oh, man, I was not happy. And Bowers bitching about it afterwards, about how uh, Major League Baseball speeding up play, I guess, caused him to hit a, uh, give up a home run. I think you might want to blame your offense there for not scoring any runs there, Trevor. 
Yeah, or Orioles are at the Yankees uh, today. It's uh, Mike Wright against Jordan Montgomery. The Rays are at the Red Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez is uh, making his first start today against Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, this is a guy that I've been hearing about for a few years now from you know, people very close to the Red Sox situation. They're very excited about him. Good fastball change mix, but uh, Fangraphs was saying that even though he's come back from the knee injury, he's always kind of prone to maybe another sublux, subluxation. Yeah, he's had several of these injuries, uh, which makes me think it is something that's uh, chronic, hereditary, whatever you want to call it there. Uh, I think the question for Erod is this. You're starting him tonight. I mean, well, it's the Rays. If there's anybody else but the Rays, I'm almost certainly not starting him. I don't like starting pitchers coming off a uh, an injury first game back. A, they could blow up. You don't know uh, what their stuff is. He could be on. Well, I should say could be. He's on a pitch count. We just don't know what it is. He could be a five and fly guy here. So, question is, can they score enough runs for him to get that W here? I don't see a lot of upside with Erod here unless you're desperate for a W tonight. Yeah, with with uh, a lot of times like. Injuries will correct a problem, but this is reportedly not the case. Like uh, Michael Conforto came back Thursday, is scheduled and uh, actually homered in his in his first game back. I was annoyed. I'm a Conforto owner in a couple of leagues. Uh, I love this kid. Uh, Matt, you know, they, he homered Thursday, great. Had Friday off because it was off and the team didn't play. And they decided to give him Saturday off too. And they all oh, we wanted to give him another rest. It better be not. It better not be because it was a left-hander on the mound and we're going to play this crap again. Where he's gonna be uh, not platooned, nah, but sort of I platooned. Think, I think they're past the point of doing that. I think they they didn't want to rush him back too quickly. He had Friday they, off. They, he needed two they, days off. I hope they, you're right. They, I really hope, I hope you're right, Scott, because I will be livid because I think the Mets. Are, I think the Mets screw up their young players immensely. Yeah, but now you have, leave now you have Conforto new, alone. Not, you have a new manager now, so it's kind of going to be different. Yeah, but all those managers follow the GMs. I mean, the manager. No, managers they, not actually, what actually, the way it goes is uh, the training staff advises them, and then the manager and the GM will decide what to do. And they all they have a new manager and a new training staff. I truly hope you're right, man, because they're going to do this crap. But Conforto just. I don't think so. I would look, be alone. looking for playing him tonight, but I think they didn't want to rush him back just too quickly and have him play back to back days right away and. And but he wasn't playing back to back. They had Friday off, so it was, back, there was back no back to back game. I don't think they wanted to have playing back to back games right away. Friday That's the word off. that I got. Friday off. So his back to back would have been today, yesterday, and today, not well, Friday and Saturday. I don't know. But you couldn't have gotten this the lineup anyway, fantasy unless you had daily lineup moves. You no, I, I, I didn't put him in this week. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I don't think I'm playing in any league that's daily lineup this year. Which is surprising. I, I, I prefer daily lineup because I'm, you know, we live on my computer, so it's not a big deal. I understand why other people don't. But I don't think of over league. I'm in a, a bunch. I don't think any are daily lineup. Yeah, I don't think I, I want the best ball. Have them either. Uh, but the Red Sox and Water Rodriguez against Andrew Kittridge. The Royals and the Indians, it'll be Hamill against Clevenger. Clevenger pitched so well uh, his first time out. Uh, as we said, that uh, Lonnie Chisnell went to the DL with a calf injury. Michael Brantley's back, and he's hitting cleanup. Uh, I mean, listen, you drafted Brantley. I, I assume he's going to be in your lineup until he gets hurt again. I think that another injury that's chronic, that it's not going to uh, allow him to play uh, anywhere near 150 games. I think he'll make at least one DL stint, maybe two. I think you're hoping when he hits those DL stints that they're, you know, 10 days and not longer than that. I also wonder if he's the guy who has to be maintained, which means he's not going to be able to play six, seven games a week. He's going to need a day off, you know, maybe once every five, six days. So that's the problem with Brantley. I'd, he's another player. I'd much rather have him in a daily league than a, uh, a weekly lineup league. The Reds are at the Pirates. It's Tyler Maley against uh, Jamison Tyon. Maley pitched very well his first time out. Billy Hamilton's actually hitting behind the pitcher in number in number nine and had his first stolen base yesterday. Woohoo! Uh, I guess you'd rather hit. Well, I should, I'm not going to say I guess. You certainly want him hitting behind the pitcher than in front of the pitcher. Because if he's in front of the pitcher, he's not going to be allowed to steal half the time. Uh, and that would be extremely frustrating uh, because you got, you know, is this two outs? You can't, he can't steal. He gets thrown out. The pitcher bats next inning. So uh, I'd rather have him bat ninth and eighth. 
And then uh, we have the Marlins, Trevor Richards against Jake Arrieta, uh, making his first start against the the home crowd. Michael Franco's hitting six right behind Nick Williams, who is hitting fifth today. Uh, for the Marlins, Derek Dietrich's actually leading off. You talk about a soft landing for Arietta, huh? First yeah. start against the Marlins. Uh, good for him. Uh, I got to ask Scott. Marlins, how many losses this? How many how many losses this year? I'll What's your over they'll, under? They'll they're gonna win fifty eight games. So uh, fifty eight. I, I agree. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if it's one hundred and ten. Losses or plus. I mean, this is a, a, a bad team. Not the, Gave up 20 know, I don't runs think yesterday. G- well, hey, you know, lose, lose big. It's a loss. You don't get yeah. 20 losses. It's only one loss. You like, I mean, you like big losses. The Cubs are at the Brewers. Like Chase losses. Anderson against Jose Quintana. That should be a good one. Almer- Alberto Moore is actually leading off today and playing, uh, playing center field. Anthony Rizzo is still out. Victor Carafini is uh, playing first base. For the Chicago Cubs, Jonathan Villar is hitting seventh. He's off to a good start this year. He is another player you could have gotten late. Is another player that I like because, as I said before, I don't draft stolen base, so I need someone later on who's going to pick up those. Because when I draft, I don't expect to win the stolen base category. I just don't want to finish in the bottom three, bottom four, somewhere in the middle of the pack. So Villar is someone I took a shot on, and uh, it's so far so good. Uh, the Tigers at the White Sox. Uh, this is one of the two ten starts. It'll be Mike Fires against uh, Ronaldo Lopez, and uh, looks looks like uh, looks like Tim Anderson still hitting eighth. Be uh, besides the the hot start, Tyson Ross for the Padres today. That'll be interesting. He's uh, we talked about his first start, and he's uh, he's facing Charlie Morton today of the Astros. Love Charlie. I think I've gotten more. I've got more than most of my leagues. Another guy I was keying on. I think he's ready to take that next step. Uh, my only question, Morton, is always: Can he go deeper into games? He seems to be the guy, you know, five plus six innings guy, and he loses wins that way because sometimes you know he leaves in a tie game or the bullpen uh, gives up uh, runs later. So I like Morton a lot. Just need to see him go deeper, please. Uh, the slumping Manuel Margot, who went over four yesterday is uh, batting ninth. The uh, Diamondbacks are at the Cardinals. It's Luke Weaver at against uh, Taiwan Walker. Keto Marte's hitting second, but he's off to a very slow start. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good pitching matchup, and I'm looking forward. I will watch uh, some of this game. Uh, I got to go, go to my daughter's soccer game. Ugh, I'm going to miss some baseball. So uh, Luke Weaver to uh, Tywin Walker, looking forward to it. I, I said, I'm a big believer in uh, Weaver. Don't own anything of Tywin Walker, but I'm curious to see if he can. Another guy, I need to see him take that next step. Just don't know if he's quite going to do it this season. Mariners are the Twins. Lance Lynn against Marco Gonzalez. Lynn not pitching well the first time out. The Blue Isn't Jays game and the Rangers. Out? Oh, yes, it is. Thank you. Just reminding me. That'll be uh, the Blue Jays and the Rangers. Uh, Cole Hamels against Jaime Garcia. Can Hamels have a good third turn? The Braves, Sean Newcomb at Colorado against Kyle Freeland. The Dodgers and the Giants, Kershaw against Black. Uh, Athletics and Angels, Otani against Graveman. That'll be very fun to watch. And the Mets and the Nationals, Tara Roanoke against Matt Harvey. This could be a key start for Matt Harvey. If he can... uh, Help the Mets nail down a sweep. It'll be a big confidence booster for Matt Harvey. Agreed. Like you, I got Harvey in a couple of leagues. Could have got him for a song and drafts. Dollar late round pick. I want to see him do it uh, against Washington tonight. Looking forward to watching that game. Yeah, he looked solid his first time out. Tal Wars said a dollar. Joe Pizzapia said zero. I could have the last laugh possibly. All right, George. You can't have a laugh. George, pleasure to be back with you this week. We'll do it again next Sunday. All right, you have a great week, guys. All right.